Good morning. Now, here we go. Ready for the next Good Morning Walk Cast from the Stream of Random. This is Mike Tupon, and I'm your host. And you're going to join me on my morning walk where I will not make so many long, thoughtful pauses. That's right. I'm going to keep it on topic. And I'm going to uh, not say, um, 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 too much. I'm going to say, da-da-da-dum, dum-dum-dum-dum. Yeah, so Jocko gets up at, Jocko Wilnick gets up at four in the morning and does his workout. He inspired me, and I have to say, I fell off the, uh, I fell off the uh, wagon with Corona. I haven't been going out every day. I have been slacking. So, if I can't go to the gym, I'm going to do a longer walk today. Maybe I'll do an hour or two at four in the morning. And uh, I can visit the places that are closed. (coughs) Well, 7-Eleven is going to be open, but they don't really have good coffee. All right. So... First observation, Department of Transportation has moved out their emergency vehicle that was parked. They had like the New Jersey emergency bus, the FEMA bus or whatever it is, that was parked here. They got, they moved that out. So I guess, uh, I guess they uh, put it somewhere else. But as soon as the corona was uh, ramping up, when I was walking to the gym, they had the uh, emergency bus parked out here. (sighs) Little details. But today we're going to talk about digital sovereignty and um, putting a cost, a price tag, on your freedom. You know, um, so... Our Board of Education meeting is hosted on some large Silicon Valley company. And you have to have an account with them to uh, actually take part in in your digital democracy. Let me just check that this recording is still working. And uh, just confirm that. Oh yeah. Because I just lost my first recording because I had the microphone on mute, I guess. We're not plugged in correctly. So, um, so basically, in order to save money, we're using these meeting services from large companies, but that also has a price to it. And that price is dependency and um, possible uh, metadata collection or data collection, um, censorship, um, and also not necessarily a sustainable thing. I mean, okay, the internet in itself, how sustainable is it? But, um, I mean, let's say... Let's go crazy here. 
uh, why isn't it possible to broadcast um, the town of the township board meeting on a on a radio locally for people to pick up or a local television and um, if you want to feedback they can also how about just dialing in to a conference call right like everybody's got a telephone almost a lot of people have telephones so let's just say we want to support multimodal multi mode um, meetings with dial-ins now some people will say yes PSTNs are not necessarily uh, public switch telephone networks are not necessarily um, secure and they're not but a lot of people are able to use them so we have to give people options now so let's just enumerate some of those <clears throat> so ham radio or radio systems telephone systems uh, local t television and then um, self-hosted I mean <clears throat> how much does it cost to grant a cloud server for a two-hour meeting or cloud servers and uh, where's our push-button self-hosted um, cloud meetup sure we have Jitsi love Jitsi but you're still using shared infrastructure what if you want dedicated infrastructure you know and who what are you paying what is Google or zoom paying for all these cloud services cloud servers <clears throat> and um, what are they getting from it what are they getting from it besides maybe a good reputation more adoption but also they're collecting data they're getting your data and a lot of small businesses are um, let's take email my wife's business uh, you know do we really want to run our own email server that's a full-time job and deal with the spam and deal with all types of issues um, so you know we are also using a webmail large company uh, we tried even the free stuff wasn't working I mean free as in Facebook is Facebook free no it's not they're collecting your data and not only that you have to pay to reach your customers they won't see it unless you boost it unless you pay so am I making any sense here I don't have my notes but um, <clears throat> I mean, I think we did talk about this on a couple of previous episodes where we basically said we want a push-button, self-hosted 
meeting system. So let me just go over all of this again in case you haven't listened to my 20 other seven, 27 other random casts. <clears throat> and we also have a uh, Telegram group. We have a Discord group. Um, we have a signal signal group. And um, it sounds like advertising to me. You know, these podcasts I listen to, I love a lot of podcasts. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we don't have any advertising on our podcast. Except we're going to make you sit through and listen to our advertising right now. Where we're going to advertise our podcast and tell you to subscribe and tell you to do this and tell you to do that the housekeeping well that housekeeping is basically advertising guys give me a break you can't say you don't have any advertising on your uh, on your show if you're self-advertising if you're talking about yourself you know if you're hawking your wares if you're advertising your podcast on your podcast then that's advertising I mean, sure, self-identification, stream identification is one thing, so, got that out of the way, oh my god, that pisses me off, so I guess we are back into a random cast, we're not only talking about one topic, hey, you guys hear those birds? You hear those birds? They're happy birds. All right. So, back to digital sovereignty. So, what are your options if you don't like it? Well, you could take your kid out of school and homeschool him with an enormous burden on yourself. Not to mention the enormous burden that we have on ourselves schooling in the pandemic and I also want to mention that this is not the last pandemic you know and this is not the last lockdown this is the beginning of a series of lockdowns and a series of pandemics so I think you should just plan in you know a couple of weeks of lockdown for each year at least and get ready um we're working on our covid bunker right now in upstate pennsylvania where there's very few cases where the supermarkets are not empty where there's no um drive-by shootings in all-terrain vehicles happening in the police well there doesn't seem to be so much gang warfare going on so um, might be a little bit safer if things get worse but consider that and how are you going to get out of the city like in Kosovo where my wife is from they're not even allowed to leave their houses except for one hour a day to get essential stuff they're not even even allowed to travel between cities they're not allowed to visit their uh, family in other places 
Um, so if you're living in uh, New York City, you can't even leave. You have to go into a 14-day quarantine. You know, how are you going to get out? So uh, to my friends in New York, I think you should actually make a plan on, like, how are you going to even escape the city? Like, how are you going to get out of there? And um, then you have to go into quarantine for 14 days. Well, where are you going to go? And what happens when those things get enforced? And, um, oh, and I was listening to the uh, Preppers 2.0. So this is definitely going to a random cast. I'm not going to even pretend that I'm uh, on topic now. I was listening to the um, Prepper 2.0, and I didn't hear the whole thing, but the message was they had a guy from the food industry, and he said that the stores were not prepared for um, a 30% increase in the um, <clears throat> in the uh, consumption of food. That they were right on the edge of delivering just in time what people want. And that um, they weren't prepared. So when there was a surge in people shopping, because previously they weren't shopping, they were getting the stuff from the restaurants and takeout or whatever. They weren't eating at home. They weren't cooking at home. And um, that that surge, that 30% surge of people going from eating out every day to having to uh, shop and cook, that broke the system. So the stores were not set up for even handling, delivering food to all the people, if you can imagine that. Because we're just in time. And we're biased towards a normalcy that's not there right now. So that's a little tidbit. Um, Some other tidbits from Free Talk Live. They said um, that in Michigan, I think, in Vermont, in some states, that um, seeds, you can't even buy seeds because they're non-essential. I don't know how that works, but that's what they were told. I was told on the radio. And, um, well, Peter Schiff was going off on how, uh, what are the long term impacts of this situation, meaning, um, not only people directly affected, but also the housing prices. Like, why do you need to live in the burbs? If you're not commuting to the city, why are you paying all these taxes? And yeah, why are we paying all these taxes to live in New Jersey when the school system will essentially be the same in the future? It'll be all online. And um, let's talk about our kids in the future. Well, if this is going to become the new normal, 
uh, get ready for um, cyber working in the future and um, get ready for, you know, uh, being online and social distances, social distant, socially distant a lot more in the future. And, um, you know, how many of us are going to be working from home? Uh, how many of us are going to... Well, what's home? Home is going to be your little cell, your little pod, your little coffin apartment that you rent. In Singapore, they have those. Well, what if you could do your whole work day from there, from your coffin apartment? Let's say you could rotate it into a standing position. Or you get the chip in the skin and you work virtually with a neural interface. Um, yeah, and I don't want to be a, an early adopter of that stuff. Oh my God. Well, yeah, don't some people consider that to be the mark of the beast? So, uh, We're really rolling here in topics. Free Association Radio, guys. I hope I'm recording this. <clears throat> All right. So uh, let's go into some more stream of uh, thought. So you have essential workers. Let's just go over the industry. We've got mining and mineral extraction. Okay. Uh, robots, anyone? We've got uh, software development in monitoring and controlling those robots or drones. Hey, you can do that from your little pod. Like, okay, delivery of food to people. Hey, you got your intravenous tube in the matrix. You've got your drones delivering to you. You've got your, um, you know, your package delivery. Okay, you might have people driving around, maybe. But, uh, you know, they've already wor been working on autonomous. autonomous vehicles don't you think in 20 years when our kids are bigger my kids five so you know when he's 25 don't you think that they'll have uh, self-driving cars by then that the compute power will be that much better so we're gonna scratch out all of the people who are currently essential meaning delivering food driving trucks um, working in the grocery store our friend uh, was complaining that these people who are essential workers are being treated badly paid little well hey guys I got some news for you in the future they're not going to even be essential because hey the computer is going to deliver your food to you 
and um, you won't need that social interaction. It might just be that tube in your arm, in your pod, in the matrix. So, <clears throat> let's continue. Um, so you're going to want to have chickens. And boy, my chickens haven't been delivered yet. They've been in transit for a long time. And it seems like there's a huge run on those chicks. A huge run. And um, I can't even believe that we decided to get the mail ordered. I could have picked them up at Tractor Supply personally. I saw them. I had them in my scope. The pullets. The female chicks. And, um, but we ordered them and they still haven't arrived. It's been, it's been, uh, a week. So there's problems in delivering chicks. There's problems in getting seeds. Um, food supply is endangered with more and more, uh, food processing plants being, uh, hit by COVID, which means, uh, you know, on the No Agenda show, they warned of outages in pork, some of the biggest pork processing plants. Well, hey, hunting, anyone, deer, squirrels, rabbits, um, birds, So, uh, even if we were to take all the people in New York and spread them out across the country, there would still be a lot of food, a lot of animals. Not that everyone can hunt. I can't hunt either, but I'm going to learn. Okay. So, yeah, you're going to want to um, have your garden working. And have space for it. For me, a garden was strategic, and uh, luckily we are prepared for that. The chickens have been on our list. We're definitely going to um, to get them set up. The dirty birds. And oh my God, hey, up in the, up north, they have lots of cows, they have lots of beef, and it is cheap. Beef bones are $2 a pound, liver and heart, $2 a pound. Steak, or, you know, like eating meat, it's like 5 $6 a pound. But you can't even get that stuff here. Um, here in New Jersey, they have... Uh, limited supply and it's much more expensive <clears throat> damn I can't stay on topic can I I guess I'm just ADD guys we should call this ADD cast Whew. yeah no, I haven't been plugging my wife's business, and I'm not sure I wanted to go into it too much here, 
but basically um, anti41.com she has a uh, alkaline supplement and uh, hey it's high pH and um, in high concentrations pH will also high pH will kill the COVID um, but uh, we're not selling it as a COVID killer but it could be used as a disinfectant for your food you could spray it onto your lettuce or any high pH but this is also editable food safe so there you go um, <clears throat> just following these random thoughts yeah So, uh, you're going to have to just listen to me think. Scott Adams does his bum 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 He's not really exciting, Scott Adams. Kind of puts you to sleep. He talks about hypnotists, hypnotizing people. Well, I think he's really lacking the uh, fire. And I guess I am too. i got to get fired up. I have high energy. I listen to, okay, well, Adam Frazella's Mental Toughness pod, recent podcast was kick-ass. Um, I should put links to all of these shows in the show notes. He was kicking ass. And he was saying that uh, you've got to use this um, crisis to get mentally tough. And... Um, people look up to you and they expect you to step up and um, if you're mentally tough if you have the right attitude to life that's all you need that's what my grandma said you have to have the right attitude the right attitude the right approach the right outlook gets us to stoicism people sitting on porches Tim Ferriss podcast and uh, was it Zeno the um, was it Zeno was it the guy who was the dog who uh, the philosopher Oh man, cynicism, the cynic. Yeah, Harry Reid sent me that recently, that little clip. That was funny. The cynic philosopher. Yeah, that was philosophy was blooming hundreds, thousands of years ago. With some people. So, let's get the right attitude, guys. Jocko talks about extreme ownership, taking ownership of things, making them happen personally, 
taking care of them personally. Being responsible for everything that happens. So. Yeah, I'm thinking about work now, oh my god. Making stuff happen, taking ownership of things, oh my god. <clears throat> Alright. So, yeah, now we need the push button. We need the push button podcasting system, guys. And meeting system. And we need to put a price on our freedom and say... Okay, Google meetings might be free, but what does it cost to self-host that? And who's actually paying for it? And um, what's the sustainability model? Like, how many engineers are you going to hire to work on that? And how come Google can hire so many engineers to work on these things? Because it's not just the hardware, it's also the software. And um, if you're working on open source stuff, are you hiring these people? Or are they working on it on their free time? Or are they working on it as part of their job function? and sharing the work. Okay. That's the question. And, um, you know, what's the sustainability model, guys? Okay, so let's roll this back um, and talk about that now, finally. Got all these other topics off my mind. Well, not totally. But, uh... So... How we're going to approach this thing. Mmm, that coffee's good. So, um, let's go over it. I'm just stalling for time here, guys. While my slow brain loads. Okay. So, sustainability means that you can fund something if you make a dependency on a free service what happens when that service goes away if you don't identify the funding model of the service that you're using hey maybe it isn't something you would like 
maybe the funding model is obscure, meaning you can't see it, because you're not supposed to see it. Maybe you won't like, um, maybe you won't like it. Maybe you would not be in agreement with it. You know, maybe they're collecting information about who's talking to who, about what, in some mathematical form, training the machine. Um, you know, but not in a personal way. And uh, maybe that won't uh, show up or fall under. Uh, you know, privacy, if you are just being feeding the machine. Let's check on our recording here. So that's we're recording. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll just pray to the gods of recording that this is working. I could use a Bluetooth headset. I really have to get myself a better Bluetooth setup for recording. Listeners, hey listener, we got one listener. What's the best microphone for Bluetooth recording while walking around in the morning with those birds chirping? So... Sustainability for me means questioning the free gifts, the uh, free services, and asking what do they really cost. So we talked about hardware, we talk about network, you know, internet connection, data bandwidth. You know, you have to pay for bandwidth, guys. It's not free. Like, even if you have a bandwidth coming from, you know, a gigabit, 30 meg upstream, you know, that's 30 meg upstream that turns into, on a gigabit pipe, uh, that turns into an incoming stream on the other side. And all those incoming streams and all those outgoing streams, they'll cost money. You know, network transit. Let me just open this jacket a little bit. Wow, it's getting hot. So, um, you know, you're paying for all of that, guys. And um, CPU processing, load balancing, hypervisors, right? Cloud infrastructure, all that costs money. It all costs money. So let's go over that. And then, you know, people to work on, people to work on the software cost money, which is customizing it. Right. So what's the business model? What's the business model of Telegram? How can they support 400 million live users? How are they paying for that? 
And when will that money um, be used up? And what are they going to do when it is used up? Or is it a hidden model? And yes, I'm talking to you, my friend. Let's talk about this. The server is not open source. There's alternatives to the Telegram type infrastructure out there. But sure, it's convenient and fancy. They've got developers working on it. But that also is not its not open source. And hey, all of those features that we're using, like the streams and channels and live streaming, hey, that stuff is getting more and more complicated. You know, that's digging a big, bigger and bigger hole in terms of uh, stuff that you have to implement in the open source re-implementation of it. Um, even if you get the secret chat working, what about the streams? What about um, <clears throat> hosting MP3s? What about, you know, this whole web service, web functionality? And as how is it going to work if you're... How is it going to work if you are um, federated? You know, what's the federation protocol if you've got multiple servers going? And I'm sure that um, I'm sure that Telegram has lots of servers, lots of cloud servers spinning up and down. I'd hate to see their cloud bill or their infrastructure bill. Um, So federated or centralized, I mean, it's all cloud. You've got nodes running stuff. You've got load balancers. You've got a design that allows your stuff to be done, processing to be done separately. You have to look at the protocols. Like, where do they split? Where do they join? Where you're iterating, they say um, in graph computation, locking of variables and implementing mutexes on GPUs is the most expensive operation. Meaning, you can achieve great parallelism, parallelism, but actually joining the results together becomes the expensive operation. Determining when one part is finished or not. Whew. Ooh, I'm walking up a steep hill here, guys. And girls. My one listener. Who are you? Who are you? Who's listening to this? I really wonder sometimes. Whew. Walking up the mountains towards the Sourlands up the hills. If I keep on walking, I'll end up in the Hopewell, at the top of a mountain, after hours of walks. Oh my god. Hmm. Now we've reached educational testing services where they record individual keystrokes 
and mouse movements of the kids taking the tests. It's not only your answer, it's how you answer. Remember that, guys. And if you are wanting to achieve a political office and be a leader of society, how can you avoid the issue of digital sovereignty? How can you just say, oh, we'll just use whatever. We'll just use the Googles and the Facebooks and everything. Yeah, well, that's what got you elected, right? That's how you got your message out. But... You know, that's the easy way to reach people. Putting up billboards on the highway where no one's driving. Having pop-ups in their phones. Yeah, commercial real estate's going to be hit, guys. Peter Schiff says, everyone's working from home. Just looking at these buildings that are probably empty. Health and fitness, occupational therapy, child center, and uh, recreation center. Wow. I wonder how busy that place is right now, huh? Available for lease, it says. Yeah. Available for lease is probably something we're going to see a lot in front of uh, indoor recreation centers right now. Oh, more buildings for lease. Yeah. Lots of buildings for lease, guys. Flags at half-mast. Reports from the front line. So, yeah you're going to be uh, what got you elected it's not what it takes to run a um, a sovereign state so does that mean you should go out and buy infrastructure um, you know Let's talk about that. So you're going to need your own core infrastructure. Let's say you're going to need your phone, your computer, your router, your internet connection for home. Well, why can't we run some servers from home? What if everyone set up a Raspberry Pi and donated that to the grid? What if we had millions of Pi servers? working together. Well, that would be a start. Sure. Distributed micro computers. Well, hey, what if you don't have the data center at home? What if you're living in a shack? What if you were working on the farm? What if you're living in sub-Saharan sub 
Saharan Africa. Well, let's say someone sets up a data center in an office building somewhere, one of these empty office buildings for leases now. And they put some servers there. And they don't just run one Raspberry Pi, they run ten Raspberry Pis for the people who are farming. Okay. Well, now you've got your little cloud center going. And, I mean, sure. Or you just rent some virtual instances in the in the cloud. Yeah, so that's a pretty... So, we have different models here, self-hosting, you know, hey, and your car's your new data center as well, don't forget that, self-hosting, and um, cloud hosting, cloud self-hosting, dedicated virtual servers, you know, on-prem servers, like buy the server and put it in the data center, buy the space. All of this stuff makes sense with certain degrees of commitment. What is that sound? Oh my god, I hope I wasn't overwriting. And then there's the intercept term, which is... Uh, another parameter of the model. So when you're fitting the model, which is kind of a rule, it says it has to have this functional form, y equals mx plus b, uh, and then... Shit. Let's just make sure we're still recording. Yeah, okay, well maybe, um, maybe I was playing something in the background. Five o'clock. It's been an hour. Let's continue. One hour into the walk. Even if I lose all of this, who cares? I'm going to go talk with myself here, guys. So let's go. I could just get these cables in my pocket. Okay. So, yeah. You know, back in the days, I rented um, a server and I put one of my old PCs into uh, internet hosting. And, um... I rented a little spot in a data center, and I had high-speed uh, internet on an old, I don't know what it was, Pentium 3 or something, but it kicked ass. So, you know, there's lots of different options here. Home security systems, Simply Safe. Dot com that requires enormous amounts of bandwidth. You better have a good internet connection. But hey, home security, that's right. Let's get set up the security cameras and the home security system. That's what we need to do for the bunker. Alarm system, speakers, and the ring. Why don't we set up the ring? Why don't, why don't we have an open source ring? Federated. So Kickstarter is another way we can raise money. Initial coin offerings, fundraising. And um, those are all options. <sighs> Proof of concept. 
is what's really going to get you the best reaction. Something that actually works. Not just talking about it. Self-hosted. Something we can use for our own podcasts. Now there's that pod caller we were using, which is an interesting tool. But I didn't like the fact that it dropped my calls. And um, the auto, audio quality... Um, I want it to be like the pod call, but I want something that is more robust. More robust. So let's continue. Um, I'm reaching the edge of my city. I'm going to go to the next city, next town, township. Oh, there's a good bagel place up there. Maybe they're even open. Maybe I'll truck all the way to Pennington to get some bagels. Five o'clock in the morning. hour walk there, two hour walk back. Should be seven. When I get back, at least I'll have my daily workout done. You know. <sighs> Talking to myself. Yes, so, um, you know, I think we were talking about how much should you own, how much should you rent, and uh, let's talk about financial investment. So they say uh, reserve banking, reserve banking is um, Reserve banking, fractional reserve banking means that the banks can take 10% principal payment and multiply that by 10, or the fraction. So what if we have fractional reserve computing where a certain percentage of your compute is on-prem physical hardware that you own? And then other ones is dedicated physical hardware that you rent. And the other stuff is cloud. I mean, it could be entirely cloud. But let's just say that you have a certain percentage of on-prem hardware, a certain percentage of dedicated physical hardware in the cloud, and then a certain percentage of cloud compute scalable or elastic. Because for your 
And that physical hardware might not be used all the time, which is why you want to share it. So yeah, I mean, that might be something better to rent by the hour. I wonder what the provision times are for um, dedicated hardware instances. We haven't actually talked about that. Um, I haven't actually looked into it. Like, what's the minimum time that you can rent a a physical hardware? Like um, a dedicated host, bare metal. And I guess spot instances might make a sense here. And um, multi-level load balancing. Yeah, so let me just... One of my work problems is, uh, you know, how to deal with scale up and scale down. And um, let's say... um, we set up a load balancer type situation where you know the fallback is a lambda function like hey we don't have any servers here so the load balancer is going to redirect you to a lambda or to a static page and that static page is going to allow you to request that the servers be spun back up again or it'll trigger that automatically Across the highway, across the border. Uh, uh, uh. Random thoughts, guys. Random thoughts. Hey, you know what? I'm going to take a break here from my random cast. And uh, obviously, I have no coherent thoughts. I hope you enjoyed it. See us. And yes, I put it in MP3 for you, my friend. So let's see if you listen.